Blog Talk Radio. This is an Awakening Zone presentation. Human Empowerment Radio and Media for the 21st Century and Beyond. Welcome to Pure Presence with multidimensional communicator and visionary speaker, Susie Miller. Hello and welcome to Pure Presence, all about the kids. This show is dedicated to those children who are perceived as disordered and yet are far from that, and to the parents, professionals, and caretakers who support them. From my vantage point, it is clear that we have a population of children who meet with unique challenges in their physical experience, yet who also present with an expansive awareness beyond what is simply physical. These children possess gifts which are unique and frequently understood. The intention of this show is to unravel those misunderstandings, provide an expanded awareness of just who these children are and the energetic support needed to help balance them and you as you navigate this very new experience. The energetic support will be offered as a guided meditation during the last 20-minute segment of each episode. Parents and children can listen together, or you can simply intend that your child receive the benefit of the information you receive, as well as the energy work. As you will soon learn, your children are more than capable of receiving these gifts without being physically present. However, because the energy work is directed to the children, it is necessary that you provide parental permission for them to receive it. Giving permission is as simple as registering your child at susiemiller.com forward slash kids. Again, that's susiemiller.com forward slash register kids. Once registered, the energy work for each episode will be directed on behalf of you and your child, and your child will remain on that list until you choose to remove them. We currently have over 420 children receiving this energy work. For those of you who have questions about your children, you can join me in the Awakening Zone chat room where I will be available for about 30 minutes right after this episode. So welcome, everybody. I'm so excited to have you here, and um, I'm excited to have you here for all kinds of different reasons, but um, in all honesty, something's taking place right now um, that I've probably waited my whole career to participate in. And when I say career, I mean my whole um, my whole interaction with energetically sensitive kids, and specifically that population diagnosed as autism or autistic. So, um, what's we talked a little while ago, a couple sessions ago, or maybe even the last um, episode, about the fact that there was kind of this um, kind of this coagulation of energy that that. There was an energetic patterning taking place that was really beginning to um, accumulate some mass. It was It's literally gaining weight, and that weight was allowing that energetic um, template, if you will, to 
literally come into the collective consciousness. It was it was it was kind of bleeding into the collective consciousness. This is something that I've continued to watch, you know, over this last month. It's also um kind of begun to take on another shape and another form where that that information, if you will, that's coming from the collective consciousness of the children is almost, at this stage of the game, almost twisting into the collective consciousness. It's it's anchoring in the collective consciousness. And what that means, you know, in a very general way is that, you know, we've been talking about this for a really long time, but that the consciousness that these children bring will begin to become available um, within the collective. And when it becomes available within the collective, we not only change our vibrational frequency, we're, we are altered um, by the very fact that this population is able to come more fully into the physical body. So I've been watching this pattern for a really long time. And um, and it's definitely intensified within about the last month's time, and it's definitely going to get even more secure in the in the mass consciousness over these next few months. What is also interesting to me is you've probably also heard me say that the children talked about the fact in the latter part of 2011 that in 2012 that there would be this influx of um, information, this influx of energy, and also um, an influx in the possibility and potential for them to show up um, according to their soul's purpose more fully, um, offering us what what and who they are, um, at both as information and as souls. And we talked about the fact that, you know, there were all kinds of things that came to the forefront in 2012. You know, we had TV programs and we had um, we had films that were coming out that were kind of indicating that there was more to this population than meets the eye. And that was all really exciting. But what to me is even more exciting is when spirit meets science. That's where I personally really get thrilled. And I get thrilled because, to me, I'm always looking at the outer landscape and seeing what is the outer landscape reflecting back to me about the information that, you know, the children offer, you know, about the timing of the information that the children offer. And right now um, there is um, an experiment that is just beginning um, it's an experiment that will be conducted by Dr. William Tiller. Um, Dr. William Tiller is a was a professor at Stanford University. He has spent the last 40-some-odd years um, working with intention and using the power of collective intention to support changes in the physical reality. And he and I have been having conversations for quite some time. He's very interested in this population that is known as autistic, and he's very interested in it for the exact same reason that I'm interested in it. 
And that is because of the level of consciousness that's available, the level of information that um, that your children hold day in and day out, regardless of whether they're physically functioning, um, you know, as as well as we would perceive they should. But nevertheless, um, Dr. Tiller and I have been having these these conversations. On September 25th, we had an initial call with some parents that were interested in participating in this experiment. And basically what he is proposing is after all of his decades of information around intention, um, you know, he proposes that, so can we use a collective intention? Can we use a clear, coherent intention to support the integration the into for these children, you know, into this time-space reality? Can they show up here in these physical kind of bio-body suits and and not only show up here, but show up here according to their soul's purpose. So one of the things for me um, over the course since 1999 to now is that I've watched a lot of children become more present in the physical reality, but I've also watched through various methodologies that some of those children have come into their physical this physical kind of domain or this um, this time-space reality domain, w- losing some of who they really are, having to negate some of that information that they um, that they're bringing, and that has never been something that I thought was acceptable. Um, I always have felt that at some time in history that there would be something that would be available that would support the integration of these children, but support them in such a way that they could be here as who they are. And that piece is really important because when, if we just take the premise that these children are from different dimensional experiences, they hold higher dimensional awareness, if we also hold the premise that the children that have a tendency to be attracted to this kind of information um, and their parents, that those children are typically children who are are either here for the first time or are functioning almost at a more master level consciousness or they are working towards their master level consciousness in this incarnation if if that's all true, then the opportunity for these children to show up with that information, it's really important for, for all of humanity. And I know that even as I say that, sometimes, especially those of you who live day in and day out with some of the children, you know, you can you can hear that information. And on the one hand, it makes sense. And on the other hand, you're dealing with the challenges of day-in, day-out life with a child who is new to the human experience and does have a different level of mastership than mastership necessarily in the physical reality. And therefore, there can be a little bit of a conflict. What Dr. Tiller is proposing in this experiment and what the children have talked about for a really long time 
is that it's not enough just to support the children in integrating into their bio body suits, if you will, that we also, um, it's also required that the consciousness of the parents, the consciousness of the professionals that serve these individuals change as well. And the reason why it is necessary for that consciousness to change is that the the consciousness holds a certain vibrational frequency. And if the consciousness begins to be elevated, then you are more likely bridging that gap between where the mass consciousness or even where your collective consciousness um, resides and where the children spend most of their time, which is in those higher dimensional realms. So in this intention experiment, this integration intention experiment, Dr. Tiller has been working with me and also with the collective consciousness of the children. You know, what do you want? Um, How would you like this to take place? And basically what has come back is two statements. One, supporting these children and integrating into this time-space reality according to their soul's purpose, for no other purpose, but according to their soul's purpose. And then supporting the parent in supporting the child in that integration. And very often that includes supporting the parent to to truly see their child as as whole, as not broken. And we all say, especially you all on this call, um, you know, you you have a different vantage point and you do see beyond what the collective consciousness sees in relationship to your children. And and at the same time, it is still embedded into the collective consciousness and thus into your consciousness that when any individual is different um, in any way, shape, or form, that there is something quote-unquote wrong. And so even if you've kind of at a conscious level, you've moved past that idea that your children are broken in any way, shape, or form, and you've truly embraced um, kind of the, the broader perception of who these children are, how they function in your life, and the gifts that they bring, at an unconscious level, there is still information that kind of bubbles to the surface. And you know that that information is there because when it bubbles to the surface, you will have a reaction. You'll have a reaction to something that somebody says to you in the grocery store or the way somebody looks at you in a particular situation or if somebody's not completely loving and open to your toward you and your children, then you'll feel that. That's that unconscious kind of energy that's embedded um, into all of us. It's It's the thing that makes us walk down the road and see somebody who's different and kind of take a look at them um, trying to figure out what made them different kind of thing. It's it's embedded. So when we do this little piece of energy work today, we are going to work on kind of letting that loose even more, even within the unconscious, so that we can begin to see some of that patterning. But what's really exciting to me about this Tiller experiment is that Number one, um, 
you know, the children have been talking about this for a really long time. The fact that it's manifesting in the outer landscape as an opportunity um, for you all to participate um, and for the children to participate, that's really exciting to me. But was, what was even more telling was that when we were having the call on the 25th, and some of you might have been there, after the, after the call was over, um, I had about four, three or four different emails back or messages back with parents saying, you know, it's the weirdest thing. We were just having the conversation, and as we were having the conversation, I noticed that my child was, was content. I noticed that my child was smiling or laughing or singing or was was clearly aware or that my child was able to um, offer something that he hadn't he or she had not been able to offer before, and that was just about being in the energy of the possibility of this kind of experiment. The other piece that you've heard me say before, but that I've also noticed is you know um around communities that gather together to hold a certain vibrational frequency and to hold a certain level of consciousness, um, you know, really with with integrity. Um, when that happens, it very naturally raises the collective consciousness. It raises the collective consciousness of the group. But as you've heard me say before, it also impacts, you know, parents and children and, you know, those that are, that are associated with those parents and those children, it, it's almost like a ripple effect when a collective consciousness um, can be held that strongly and it can be held in coherence. It moves out and it affects everybody in its wake. When we're talking about something like a scientific experiment, um, as much as we would all maybe like to say there's no need for quote-unquote proof that these children are who they are, um, the fact is is that when the scientific community can really begin to understand um, just what the power of, number one, of intention is, but number two, what the power of intention is when it is directed on behalf of energetically sensitive individuals, and at another level, what's the benefit of intention when it's directed at those individuals and those individuals themselves from their higher states of consciousness have suggested this as a possibility and potential. So the opportunity to begin to demonstrate within kind of that scientific community um, even within the medical community, that there is something going on here. And we know that there's something going on here. I'm already hearing a lot of information from various parents. I was speaking to somebody um, not too long ago, um, and she was talking about the fact that, you know, her her physician was able to say to her, your child's DNA is not like you know, the DNA that we are familiar with and of children past, the DNA is different. And so, you know, this is already starting to leak into the collective consciousness, even within the medical model, 
but in kind of like bits and spurts and starts and stops, the opportunity to create uh, an experiment such as this um, gives us the opportunity to both write it up in, or Dr. Tiller to write it up in scientific journals, um, for me to kind of document the the process as far as, you know, the more, um, I guess, the, the spiritual community or whatever um, whatever we call this, the energetically aware community. But regardless, the potential and possibility is right here. So um, I don't want to take a whole lot more time as far as this piece is concerned, but what I do want to say is if it's of interest to you to participate, please do visit the website. Um, you'll see it on the Susie Miller website. It's the Autism Intention Experiment. There is the recording for that call that we did, so if you happen to miss it, you can hear Dr. Tiller talking about what he knows about your children as well, which I think in and of itself for me to have a scientist um, really, and especially with his credentials and his background, really be able to see the children um, really in the same light that I see them in um, was really fabulous. So nice inhale and exhale, everybody. Okay, so the information is on the website. The very basics of this are that we will look for 100 families to participate. Those families will, um, the only requirement is that the child have a either formal diagnosis from an, an educational or a medical kind of um, facility just so that that diagnosis of autism was there prior to the um, the intention experiment. Also, we will request that at least one parent in the household be willing to participate in this experiment with the child because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for these children to show up in their in this time-space reality if there's nobody there to see them, to really see them. Um, and there will be a little bit of, um, you know, kind of a little bit of a pre-survey, like 10 questions and quarterly surveys um, that will be about the same length. So nothing nothing too big. I know how busy everybody is. and um, But it will be a year-long experiment. And basically what's going to happen is this intention is going to be broadcast into the spaces of the people who participate. The clear, coherent broadcast of that intention will, will elevate the frequency in the space. And that coherent state will be maintained because that broadcasted signal will continue and continue and continue throughout that year so that you can notice what you notice about what is it like if your space is now more coherent with who your children are. You know, what happens to you and your consciousness and what happens to your children and their ability to function in that space. And what does that say about the raising of the collective consciousness and what would be available to the whole of this population 
once um, the collective consciousness had raised to the same coherent frequency that would be broadcast um, into your home spaces. So the opportunity is pretty exciting. Um, Even if nothing ever came to pass in relationship to the quote-unquote outcome of this, the fact that it is available here right now as an opportunity in this particular moment really excites me just because I've been following the thread of these kids for so long. And, again, it's one thing to hear what they have to say um, in your, you know, in that kind of telepathic way or that that state of oneness. It's quite another thing when it begins to reveal itself in the physical experience. And to me, it's even more exciting when the children begin to come and have their own voices. Do I know what it will look like when they fully integrate um, into this time-space reality? Nope, I absolutely do not. Do I think it will that they will look like us? Absolutely not. But I do believe that if what I've been hearing from them up to this point is true, is that what would change is their ability to provide us with some clear information about what they are bringing and about um, what this journey is like for them. I totally have a belief anyway, and it, it is my belief, that we do have a whole population of individuals who are descending. At the same time, we have a whole population of individuals who are ascending. And the only thing that that means to me is that we have a population of individuals, specifically children diagnosed with autism, and a lot of these very energetically sensitive children that are coming at this time, their primary focus is in those much higher dimensions. And and so they are in some way descending into the the physical experience. Um, Again, not into the physical experience in the third dimensional reality, because as you've heard me say before, they have no no desire nor um, in some ways no capability of really getting down into that third dimensional reality. And it would be a mute issue anyway because that's not where we're going as a collective. But that descending of that energy, transducing of that energy so that they can be here in this time-space reality and the ascending of the mass consciousness to meet them. Both things are taking place simultaneously. This time period between October and December, each one of you are feeling a little bit of a heightening of the energy. Things seem like they're going really fast and you just get your bearings in one thing and something else kind of comes up to the surface. Your children are probably also reflecting this energy, um, especially if they get caught up in kind of the the mass consciousness energy of what's taking place because there's such rapid change 
happening and and it's it's almost condensed and escalated between October and December and it'll go on far past December but nevertheless it's almost like this condensing of energy it's um an attempt in many ways to kind of push everything up bring it up and to the surface so that it can be seen so it can we become aware of it so even those things that are kind of hidden in our unconscious patterning like you know like different means disordered um that that's something that's embedded kind of in the unconscious of the collective and seeps into each one of us. Those are the things that are now rising up to the surface and are getting cleared up. Those are the things that are now able to change within the collective. And the minute that change occurs, now we have a shift. We literally have a shift in awareness, a shift in consciousness. And it makes sense that if that were to occur, and if that were to occur on a big scale, that that more and more of these children could show up and be more physically present. It also stands to reason that with an experiment such as I was discussing about the Tiller experiment, in that scenario, you know, what I get excited about is that it is individuals like you that in participating in this type of experiment first, it, Dr. Tiller said something after the call that I thought was just perfect. He said, oh, my gosh, he said they're already there. You know, that the consciousness of who these individuals are, they already see their children as different. And so that opportunity to have that initial ex- group um, go through that experimental process in that first year or that initial trial um gives the opportunity for a lot of success in that trial because you're already there. and But it also gives the opportunity for that information to to bleed into the collective consciousness because we all know that, that any time there is a change, you've all had this experience, something has changed in your children or the children that you worked with, and in that moment, that became the thing or that became the piece of information that was important in that moment. And that information you shared with other people, and that went out into the collective consciousness, and now there were new possibilities and potentials that weren't available even, you know, just a a few moments ago. So the opportunity to do this in a way that kind of reaches into the scientific community and provides a little quote-unquote proof, whatever that is, um, also gives the opportunity for that to just unfold in waves. Um, And I have a feeling that we'll we'll be running these trials, running these experiments from year to year for a while now for that very reason, because one energetic awareness, level of awareness, will just beget the next one and beget the next one. So it has huge implications for the collective consciousness of humanity. It has huge implications for your day-in and day-out experiences. So um, please um, check it out 
um, see what you think about it, and I'm happy to answer any more questions that you might have about it as well, either after after this episode or you can post anything you'd like to post on the Pure Presence Facebook group, and um, I'll direct responses there as well. Um, but take a listen to that recording. I think you'll really enjoy it. So nice inhale and exhale, everybody. So I would like to take the last bit of this episode to, um, like I say, build a little coherence um, in your energetic field, support that building of that coherence. Also would like to kind of support the the unlocking of that which is unconscious, especially as it relates to your children. Um, because so much of what relates to our children, regardless of who our children are, are really based in our own childhood. And um, and certain things just come bubbling to the surface, um, and we know it because it's in those moments where our child is just hitting a nerve with us or tweaking us, and it's almost like our inner child is watching the outer child and their they're kind of being one and the same. There's a resonance there, and so there's a, a discomfort there as well. But if we can move into the unconscious and begin to make some of that conscious, then what we also understand is that now we have a choice. Now we have the opportunity to respond to a situation versus to react to a situation. And that can be as simple as responding to a doctor who made some comment that, you know, was limiting or responding to, you know, a teacher who can't quite see your child the way you see them, the ability to respond in that situation versus react really does build, um, it both builds your consciousness and it begets greater consciousness, greater awareness. So I'd like to play there. I'd also like to take a look at the children specifically within this, you know, these 420 children and and just simply ask them, you know, based on where you are now, based on this collective consciousness, what kind of energetic support would um would you like at this moment? So we'll we'll do this um kind of split this in half just a little bit, both for you and for the kids. So nice inhale and exhale, everybody. And if you will just find yourself comfortable and if you will relax and close your eyes and move your attention into your own heart's And in that heart space, for just a moment, giving yourself the opportunity to be curious, it's that, I wonder what if, you know, I wonder I wonder what if this was not um, some kind of perceived idea, I wonder what if this could be a reality. Um, and I wonder what, with curiosity, that might look like. Isn't, wouldn't that be interesting kind of experience? 
just moving into curiosity, giving yourself permission for curiosity is a huge thing. That's also something that is embedded into our collective unconscious. It's almost like don't be too curious is embedded there. And even as I say that, it begins to rise to the surface, those places within you which might might maybe hold back a little bit or maybe consider maybe not be willing to be or maybe willing to be curious to a certain extent, but that's where the, the extent ends. Noticing where curiosity goes in your bodies. And let's notice where love goes in your body. Love for you. Just love for you. Appreciation for you. Where do you see that going in the body? And as it flows through the body, is there a place that it kind of gets stuck? Can you feel it in your throat? Or can you feel it in your solar plexus? Maybe you can even feel it in your heart. So let's move through some of those places that it's that love flowing through you for you is restricted. Let's open that up just a little bit. Here we go. body again and just notice where it flows. Maybe it can even flow out of the body and into the bodies. There we go. And let's go right back into the heart again. So regardless of opportunities in this moment, regardless of a tiller experiment or anything else, in that heart space and outward, where is possibility and potential in your day-in, day-out experience? Is possibility and potential expansive? Is possibility and potential limited to a certain reality. And if it's limited to a certain reality, which it is for most of us to one extent or another, 
What needs to be conscious that is currently unconscious to allow that new possibility and potential to exist? Just find your breath, write in potential and possibility. And even as these words are heard, allowing that unconscious to rise to the surface in relationship to possibilities and potentials. Allow yourself to hear some of the things that your unconscious repeatedly says What's the boundary of possibility and potential? And how does that boundary of possibility and potential relate to the collective consciousness or to the mass consciousness or even to your family of origins consciousness versus your consciousness? You're here for a reason. You're here listening to this for a reason. You are the ones that are expanding possibility and potential beyond what it has been before, specifically in relationship to these energetically sensitive children. You know them because you know yourself. Part of you already knows you in those higher dimensional realms. You recognize them for that very reason. So the possibility and potential that you hold is uniquely different. (laughs) Not disordered. (laughs) Uniquely different than the mass consciousness. Allowing all that does not serve you, all that belongs to mass consciousness in relationship to possibilities and potentials, in relationship to difference versus disorder, allowing all of that to either be let go in this moment or allowing it to rise into your conscious state so that you can choose, so you can see what's there and let it go. Let's bump that information up into a little higher frequency. Here we go. So some more to get benefit and then we will move to the children 
If you'll go back into the heart, in the heart space, you place that higher frequency of love, you place that higher frequency of curiosity, that higher frequency of possibility and potential, you're going to hear a warble kind of tone, a pulse tone, a series of those. Allow that energy to build in your heart space and allow that pulse to move that energy out so that it literally can kind of move out in throughout your space, okay? out through the physical, mental, emotional, dimensional bodies into the space that you inhabit. Okay, here we go. So, so more. Get okay. Right in the heart. Hmm. Attention there. The camera. a clear, coherent invitation both to yourself and to the collective consciousness of the children. So let's move to that collective consciousness of these 420 children and just see what they would like as support, as energetic support in this moment, this little time bracket right here. So as we watch this energy within their collective consciousness really be very much anchored um, into the almost into the solar plexus now, this is something that has really changed even in about the last three months, I've not seen as many children able to be anchored into the solar plexus um, ever. So something is definitely happening at this time. The, the density of some of these lower chakras is beginning to release enough that there can be an anchoring, um, a, a focal point in that sense of empowerment and I think that sense of empowerment directly relates with their ability to show up, to have their voice in the world in one way or another. So if you all could imagine on your children's behalf or on the behalf of the children that you serve, that that vortex of energy is now coming right down through the heart space, coming right into the solar plexus. And as it comes into the solar plexus, it's as if that energy of the solar plexus is spinning. 
Okay, so there is constant movement in the solar plexus. There is a constant releasing of the density of some of those lower, those that lower chakra space. So if you can imagine that vortex coming right into the center of a sphere, and that sphere is spinning around that point. And having that point in that sphere in the solar plexus expands the sphere. Okay, really allow that sphere to move out of just the area in the stomach or that solar plexus area. Allow it to start moving out and moving out so much that it almost encompasses the body. Solar plexus energy expanding to meet the vibrational frequency, to meet the energy of who this population is. So now that vortex coming down through almost like looks like it's coming down through the center of a sphere. And at this point, let's allow that sphere to be this beautiful, radiant color of red. Red is typically associated with the root chakra, but for this population, and actually for many of us who are energetically sensitive, having that red frequency, even in the solar plexus, does provide a grounding effect it does provide almost a container, I would say, for information, container for higher vibrational information. So allowing that to be... And as we see that vortex coming down through the physical body, anchoring into the solar plexus, that red sphere, which has its point in the physical, center point in the physical, and yet that solar plexus is big enough to encompass the child and the energy that he or she brings. From that center point, vortex, center point of the solar plexus, we're going to create a bit of a grounding cord. And in this case, this grounding cord may be two inches in diameter. This grounding cord is flexible. It moves with energetic patterns. It allows a connection to that the Earth's frequency, but not so much so that it is a draw on their energy. So this grounding cord, two inches in diameter, coming right through from that center point of the solar plexus, almost taking the energy of that vortex and drawing it downward just a little bit, 
noticing what noticing what takes place as it moves into the sacral space it might want to get a little bit more narrow it might want to get a little bit wider depending on what your child's individual energetic makeup it can be as thin as a thread and it can be as wide as it needs to be or wants to be but watch it versus make it happen watch what the child is offering because it's absolutely perfect for them to allow that grounding cord to come down into that sacral area and down into the root and as it moves down into the root just continuing that energy right down into the earth star And as it moves down into the earth star, almost as if the roots of a tree, you know, the roots of a tree need to be as expansive as the branches of the tree. There there needs to be as much infrastructure there as the vastness of what's on top of that tree. So as you move that right down into the earth star, whatever Whatever thickness, whatever density that grounding cord was, if it's little tiny fibers, if it's just a thread, allow those threads to move out. If it's a two-inch diameter, allow those two-inch diameters to move out, almost like there is just a connection to, an awareness of the opportunity for the earth literally to feed into that energetic root system, if you will. And at this stage of the game, that that energetic patterning is still a little bit top-heavy. And yet the center of gravity, if you will, the center of focus is coming down into the solar plexus. But now it also has a line of energy, a direction, so that it, as it can move, it moves further down into the body. Here we go. Coco muy So one little conversation with the children, just for a second here. Eta ta moe mai ke ke atai e sasamoto toko eke. Si eta ma e eke ma ta yu ekai. Ena na ma ke ye se se nata te keim e ke o yo o komo etai. Emia te ke e kyo o yo o komo e katae sam. E tatake e ya amyo o ko tatake e asasem e kyo yo toko e metai. Asasomo te ke e kya. Ese, ase, ase so. We're very quickly approaching, even though it doesn't always look like it in the outer landscape really quickly approaching approaching the time where earth we can make this place home and by that i mean that the dimensional opportunities the multidimensionality of humans everywhere um really can begin to make earth home and function 
in that multidimensionality while they are home. So huge potentials and possibilities. Unlimited curiosity and immense love flows from you to the children, from the children undeniably to each one of you. Let's hold that pattern with this last tone. to begin to move the body around just a little bit. Stretch, move, flow a little bit in the body. And from that fluidity, paying attention to your breath and moving through three nice, deep, nice and deep, go right into the unconscious with that inhalation Breathe it out with the exhalation. Three nice inhalations and exhalations. And on that third exhalation, breathing your eyes open. There you go. Everybody back. All right. Thank you for sharing this time with me. I hope this episode was helpful in bringing a greater sense of calm and purpose to your lives as guardians of these amazing children. You, like your children, are playing a significant role in human evolution, and your conscious participation in this role, body, mind, and spirit, makes life not only much richer for you and your families, but for all of us. You have not chosen an easy role, but you have chosen one that holds amazing potential and possibilities. When humanity understands who your children really are and what they are here to offer, we will be blessed with not only seeing them, but the deeper truth of who we are as well. If you would like additional information about Pure Presence and support with your children and connecting to them, you can visit my website at suzymiller.com. That's S-U-Z-Y-M-I-L-L-E-R. There you will find articles, videos, books, and details for the Awesomism Intention Experiment as well as the Awesomism Certification Process. I'm also happy to announce that if you go to the website under Parent Resources, you will now find a link for the Awesomism Ambassadors Highly recommend that you check that out as well. The Awesomism Ambassadors are a subgroup of the Awesomism Certified Practitioners. They have just launched um, a new website, and they are offering 
presentations, um, consultations, connections with your children and the higher consciousness of the children, um, and many of them offering it all from one um, website. So you can kind of peruse the whole thing and see what resonates for you. Also there, of course, is Parent Pathfinders, and I would suggest you visit that if you have not visited that as well. Those are parents helping parents, um, you know, kind of living awesomeism day in and day out. If you would like to register your child for the energy work, again, simply go to susiemiller.com forward slash register kids. If you would like to register for the intention experiment, um, please just go to the site and you can register that under um, autism intention experiment. So wonderful things um, coming out of these processes. Also, um, as a side note, I would also like to say there's wonderful information and coming out of the Awakening Zone. The Awakening Zone is really a storehouse of amazing information coming from all different kind of venues, um, all kinds of different perceptual realities offered, and all very powerful um, supports in your attention point to kind of evolving into all that you are. So having said that, please support the Awakening Zone through your purchases in the Awakening Zone store. It truly is a gift from Linda and Jeff Hoppy and all the hosts and support people who keep this great programming available to all. Your support really does matter. So please check out the Awakening Zone store. You'll find all kinds of music and um, and interviews and articles from different people um, that are hosts on the Awakening Zone. Your purchase absolutely helps keep us on the air and free of charge to listeners just like you. So please visit that store. Coming up next on the Awakening Zone, please join Miriam Knight for New Consciousness Review at 1 p.m. On Saturday, there are no live shows, so you can relax and enjoy the archives if you like. On Sunday at 2 is the Sunday Healing Service with Kahoo Fred Sterling. And on Monday at 1 o'clock is the D-Spot with our dream doctor, Kelly Sullivan Walden. Thank you, everybody, for making this episode today. Um, I love sharing this time with you, and I look forward to seeing you all again next month on October 26th for Peer Presence, All About the Kids. Until next time, have a great weekend and a great month. Bye-bye. been listening to an Awakening Zone presentation. Human Empowerment Radio and Media for the 21st Century and Beyond.
century and beyond. Century and beyond. Century and beyond.